previously on Attempted Adventure. You, for the first time, see Asian through the doorway. <gasps> Hi! <laughs> Can I help you with something? Does the inky black death we're fighting have a name? If he does, I wouldn't know it. Man, they always say don't meet your idol. <laughs> uh, I was just wondering if Otto could come out to play? Yep. I want to show you something. There is a crystal clear spring. Inlaid in the spring are two images. The symbol that you've kept seeing and a white mirror image of that. I don't think I've truly fully understood our work. Asian is not all he seems to be. If I'm right, I think this is so much bigger than we thought. It's so much bigger than us all. And if what I have found becomes reality, there may not be a world to save. Welcome back, adventurer. Are you ready to give it a try? So, the last thing we did, as a reminder, was you found uh, Olin Fair and Morgana in Olin Fair's secret study. Morgana told you all about how she didn't trust Aishin or how Aishin was not taking things as seriously as she should, and she wanted to move ahead more secretly with just the four of you because she feels like she can trust you. So she gave you back the artifacts that you found so far. She thinks they might come in handy. And she led you over to a mandala-shaped rug and got ready to teleport you. Ah, who has which items? I just, I don't know. We didn't dig them up. Would you like to or do you want to just put them in a bag? I just didn't remember if it happened. Okay, you didn't. (laughs) so give me a few moments here to be a little serious with this and then y'all can goof it up okay cool the world pixelates uh from the secret study that you're standing in olin fair watches over you as you pixelate away and uh as the world turns white around you it doesn't turn back to much more when it starts to pixelate back down and suddenly the four of you and morgana are standing in a very very dense very bright forest it's kind of foggy kind of misty um and you don't really recognize these woods and as soon as morgana uh kind of lands down with you she says good luck and she teleports away um and now you are in this dense forest um it is teeming with life but somehow completely silent Uh, if you were to speak your voice would seem to simultaneously carry on for ages and also cut off before the words even fully leave your lips um what do you do classic mom gonna dropping yeah, us she... off without any narrative about what we're supposed to do classic mom gonna move well i guess we wait here until the thing we're supposed to do presents itself <laughs> <laughs> wait i have some uh, i have some some stuff i can do in a strange environment okay i have a favored terrain type which is forest <clears throat> i am particularly Ooh. familiar with uh forests it's good and I can travel very fast in forests, very even well. over difficult terrain. Do you have like a proficiency in them or something that would do with 
What do you want to do? Well, I'm just reading through the thing. Um, I can track and forage and move. Oh, I can move stealthy at a normal pace, but not the whole rest of the party can't. So that doesn't work that much. Um, I can expel us. I can expend a spell slot to sense whether there are any aberrations, celestials, dragons, elementals, fey, fiends, or undead within one mile of us. Or no, six miles of us. Do you guys think that would be worth it? Yeah. Go for it. I don't use my spells that much, so that might be worth it. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, I'm going to do that. And what is that? What am I supposed to tell you? You're supposed to tell me if there are any... It's basically just like, I guess, bad guys, but the list includes aberrations, celestials, dragons, elementals, fey, fiends, or undead. Okay. Within six miles of us. You sense none of that. Well, fuck. Yeah, that's some... Can we... Oh, I can hide. Investigate the forest? Yes. Can we all do it? something you can do in D&D. <laughs> can I roll? Of course. <laughs> oh, sad. Can I roll? So, yeah, maybe Melody can't. What did Melody <laughs> get? Neither can Portia. Uh, hold on. Portia got an eight. Like a five. Ooh. Oh, you do have plus on. Oh, but I have minus on my. Oh wait, actually no, it's intelligence. Oh yeah, so you know. Well, you would just use that modifier. You wouldn't add the the. I don't. Porsche got a nine. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. Porsche got a nine. Mm-hmm. I didn't roll yet. Fenian rolls to intimidate the forest. I'm just kidding. I, oh. <laughs> I want to know if it's a living entity. Um. Yeah, I'll roll to investigate. Nope. Okay, I'll roll to investigate. Twelve. I, mean, I got a five. Okay. I got like a five as well. Okay, uh, Melody and Finian, as you guys are looking around, you both look up and uh, kind of can't look away, and it, you start to get dizzy. You start to feel like it, you're falling into the canopy of trees above you. You start to feel like the world is moving in a way that you can't quite understand. Um, Portia, you see a bunch of animals around you, but the second your eyes lay on one they're gone like they're it, it's hard to keep anything within your sight for much longer than a second and auto you as you look around you get the overwhelming feeling that you need to move this way you need to move in this direction let's get moving you need to move in this direction okay let's go team can he hear us yeah can we hear him i mean are you talking yeah, I say, let's go, team. Yes, you can hear him, and it kind of sounds like it's echoing around inside your head for a million years, but it also sounds like it's cut off before it fully leaves his mouth. Interesting. All right. Me and Melody are still, like, trapped looking at the sky, though, right? Yeah, but Otto's voice pulls you out of it. Oh, oh cool. Okay. They can walk normally that. and stuff? Mm-hmm. I don't have to pick anyone up? Mm-mm. Where's Terry? You could pick well, me up anyways. I could. Otto has Terry. Yeah, can I send Terry up and just see if there's like a giant origin tree spewing black gas into the air? Or <laughs> sure. I send Terry up. Okay, Terry flies up above the trees, and after a moment or two, he flies down and just sits on your shoulder calmly. Nice. <laughs> That's unsettling. I think that means he didn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so as you are walking, um, Otto, you feel like you're almost being pulled magnetically towards this this point in the forest. In a bad way? You don't know. <laughs> you don't really know. You're just kind of following the way the forest calls you. Hey, guys, I'm feeling like I'm being pulled magnetically to this point in the forest, maybe in a bad way. I don't know. Well, Heads up. Should we stop? Uh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay. Uh, yeah, as you walk, you you continue to see out of the corner of your eye the shuffle of wildlife moving through the hazy, tall grass, and you you feel like you can maybe hear like the silent calls of birds somehow, if that's even possible. And as you walk, the longer you walk, the taller it feels the trees are growing above you, though you know they're not growing any taller. Um, it's very disconcerting. It's very disorienting, but it's also very calm. And you walk and you walk for kind of what feels like almost hours, though you really have no way of knowing. And you reach a clearing in the woods. And as you walk through to the center of this clearing, there is a spring of water and four pedestals around it in a diamond shape amongst the clearing. Do you approach? Did the magnetic pull stop or is it still trying to like... Do I still have the overwhelming urge to approach? Yes. Uh. Let's do this, Otto. Uh, make a wisdom saving throw if you want to try to stop and not approach. Okay, I like that. Quiz. Ten. No, you're going to approach. Can okay. I do another investigation check? Before he moves forward? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can I do it after? <laughs> sure. Otto, you, your friends stop at the threshold of this clearing, and you continue forward, and you approach fairly slowly. You know that like you're not barreling forward. It's not like it's pulling you against your will, but you're, it's just this overwhelming feeling that you have to come to this center point of this forest. And you approach, and this spring is a much cleaner, much more well-preserved replica of the one above the training grounds at the temple. Oh my god. So the water is much cleaner. It's almost sparkling in this kind of hazy light. We're drinking the cool Boner water. Boner water. water. (laughs) I don't need to drink the boner water. You don't need to drink the boner water. I know. But you want to. Do you? Do I also have the overwhelming urge to no. drink it? Okay, I, I didn't think so. Though I will tell you, I'm surprised. I will the tell first you. time you went to the temple, you just you drank the dirty trough water. <laughs> Never forget of your <laughs> own volition too. You and just you did that, and then you went to the wastelands and you were like, "I want to drink the puddle water." <laughs> I'm a thirsty boy. I'm very big, okay. and you know. Doctors recommend you drink an ounce of water per pound of total body weight, and I'm a dragon man. I'm very heavy and dense. Okay. Do you want to drink the water? No, I do not. All right. Uh, Portia, did you want to do an investigation check? Sure did. Go for it. And I I do an investigation check. Yeah, I'm sorry, Portia, what did you roll? A three. Okay. Millie? No. (laughs) Good feel. Okay. Is Is there anything on the pedestals? Are you approaching? Yes. Okay. 
Fenian, you approach and you take a closer look at the pedestals. One pedestal has the symbol from the back of the bronze gauntlet. Ah. One has a crescent moon with waves crashing inside of it that uh, you recognize from the back of the headpiece that you rescued from Everstar. One has a flicker of flame, and one has a large tree with overarching branches and big, large roots. All right, we got to find the fire thing because we're almost there. Interesting. Do you relay that to your friends? Yes. We got to find, all right, four pedestals, three things. And we have the things One more with thing, us, no? need one more. Penny, <laughs> and you are a poet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. One more thing, need one more. <laughs> and we have the three existing things with us. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So who's Should got we... what? Portia's wearing her fancy glove. I don't think you guys are wearing anything. I think Morgana gave it to you, and you maybe stashed it in your bag of holding. All right, that's fine, too. I stole it. I'm wearing the glove. Can I wear the diadem? Oh! <laughs> so pretty. Do you, are you guys putting the items on? What are you doing? No. Seems like a silly move. Well, I don't think we should put them on the pedestals yet until we have all four. Although that, maybe it's a cataclysmic event. that went, Maybe we put all four out and we just die. I don't know. <laughs> I vote we keep them off the pedestals till we find the fourth thing and also till we know what they do. And also I want one. Yeah, I so feel like, like you. the staff is unbiased. Yeah. Uh, as you do approach, um, Fenny, make a perception check. Oh, no. You are you and Otto are probably the closest to the spring, yes? Thor. Uh, Otto, also make a perception check. Percep. Percep. Uh, Twelve. Who has the bag of holding? I do. I have one. I also have one. Uh, from uh, Otto, inside your bag of holding, you see a small glimmer of light. You didn't notice before. I'm going to peek right in there, stick my eye up in it. You don't see where it's coming from. You just notice that it's... I shake it. Okay. You hear your things rattle. Uh, as you guys are standing there investigating, talking, kind of scratching your chins, you uh, hear a rumbling almost, and uh, the ground kind of almost tremors around you and um, in front of all of you, the pedestal that has the flicker of flame on it begins to crack and disintegrate and the top of it opens up into a boiling pit of lava. Like how opens up? Like how big? So I would say the pedestals are maybe... 12 feet in diameter. Oh, way bigger than I thought. Sorry. Okay, I thought I was picturing like stools that the four of us were supposed to sit on. <laughs> no, they're they're bigger, definitely bigger pedestals. And this one has just opened up in front of you um, into a boiling pit of lava. Coolzy. There's lava down there. <laughs> Is it like, it's not erupting. It's not coming out. No, I would say there's like maybe like a, like a, Two and a half foot drop into the pit before you reach lava. Two and a half feet. Yeah. Dips there's, down in there. There's lava under this here forest. Weird. Should we? Maybe you should cast Ray of Frost into that. I don't think I know Ray of Frost. Oh, I do! <laughs> I forgot I knew Ray of Frost. It's like, but it's buried deep in Monoggin. Mm-hmm. It's down in there. Okay. 
I cast Ray of Frost on the magma pit. It turns some of the hot boiling lava into molten rock, and the rock sinks. It didn't work. Right. Well, good good try, though. Pit. Oh, no, God. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I don't oh, do that. Jesus. He's literally about to kill you. <laughs> oh, it's real lava, then. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe we should um, run. Well, that's what... Do no, any okay. of the other pedestals um, do anything? Nope, they're all dormant. None of them even cracked under the pressure of the tremors. Maybe we should try to break the other ones. Hey, Otto, mm -hmm. can I have the staff real quick? Yeah. I pass out the items. Okay, who are you giving what? I'm giving Fetty and the staff, Neat. Portia the glove, Melody the didum. Okay. I go over to the pedestal of the tree Okay. and just, like, reach my hand out towards it with the staff. Dangerous. Oh, nothing game. happens. I have the glove on. Okay. And I stand on top of the pedestal. You definitely feel cool. Sick. <laughs> hey guys, I feel sick right you now. You gotta try this. <laughs> I put the diadem on and then I put my hair into a cool, messy bun. It's oh, cute. Neat. <laughs> Everybody thinks you look super cute. Oh. I say, hey Melody, you look so hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> I high five your glove. <laughs> You nice. burst into flames. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but no, nothing happens. Um, as you guys are standing here, uh, you hear your Rocky Talkies going off in your pocket. So. Is it like the Kim Possible? I take it out. <laughs> Hello, Mom? Donna? Huh? Hello? Ha yes. H how's it going? Have you found anything of note? I'm scared. There's lava everywhere. Uh, well, there is. Elaborate. Please. A surprising amount of magma in this forest. I feel so sick on top of this pedestal. I'm so sick. <laughs> so sick. Boy. <laughs> she says, um, explain to me exactly what has happened. Okay, we, well, we got uh, we got dropped off in this forest, started tripping like we were on K2, Genji's, <laughs> Genji's gonch, and then we felt a magnetic pull to this Magic spring that's just like Anders' play playhouse, mm -hmm. and <laughs> now there's lava. And there's four pedestals, and we only have three things. Well, there's three now. She's kind of silent for a moment, and she says, "Okay, this is pretty much exactly what I thought." Um, what? You couldn't inform that that you? I uh, never mind. Listen, there, I. It's very hard for me to give you this information without it, it, you know, I'm just consistently afraid I'm going to deter you. I cannot make these, these voyages because I just am so weak-willed compared to the four of you. I think that you four are- Well, that's obviously true. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> Take, note taken. I trust you now because that is so clearly the truth. She says, um- <laughs> Uh, okay, completely candid. That is a gate to another plane. Uh, the elemental plane of fire, to be exact. Um, oh, hmm. Hold on. Perhaps there's something we can do about this. Bear with me. Uh, and no, please, please no. Please, please, please know that when I say this, I mean it with my whole heart. I'm truly sorry. Um, and she hangs up her rocky talkie. The, uh, the white noise kind of goes dead. 
Please wait for the next available representative. And sh- you're just kind of standing there waiting for a minute. Just kind of staring into this bubbling kit of lava. Us. I it, think uh, we have, yeah. A, a, a curtain opens up um, in the just air beside you. And cool. through it, you hear, Oh, you need my help. Ah! No, I don't. I don't no. think so. No, I, I don't think, know what I we need, but do. I'm positive we don't need your help. Okay, now I definitely jump in the fire pit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, and he's like fully stepped through and closed the curtain behind him. And Sisbiff says, "We've been talking about this for a while now, and I've got some nice gifts for you." <gasps> and uh, from above him, he opens up three small-ish gates. Um, and down slowly through them sink four bodies. And you're kind of looking at these as they kind of reach the ground. And they look like metal and black glass replicas of yourselves. And now I'm going to give you some very important pieces of paper. Oh, my Christ. <gasps> I look sick as hell. Is that what I look like? Oh, my God. Uh, and Sisbiv says... Oh, my God. We're Gundams now. I should have known. Shut up. <laughs> Jamie started building Gundams. Now we're Gundams. Where do I get the fireproof Mine lizards? Mine says Fenny and Mech, but then it describes melodies. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just oh, copy-pasted. That's fine. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the information at the beginning was, is the same. I was copy-pasting. So, Sisbiv... Uh, um, kind of walks around between you and the four f- figures and he says these are suits to protect from the elements cannot be burned in them by elemental planes um, and let me just give you a short description I know that you Fucking each badass. I know I'm very excited you each have a I'm so glad really glad really happy uh, I'm just going to give a breakdown of each um, mech real quick for the pod- podcast. I know you guys each have your own. So um, the Dragonborn is eerily similar in appearance to Otto, but made from metal and black obsidian. It has an angular, pointed, opaque obsidian face that can be seen out of but not into. In the palms of either hand are small latches. When pressed and pulled outward toward the base of the fingers, the blades of short swords will extend quickly from either forearm and create sword extensions at Otto's wrists. Mechanically, these are the same as short swords in battle. Adversely, if he were to pull on the small lever at the base of his left wrist and aim his pointer finger and release the lever, he could shoot a metal bolt that is mechanically the same as a hand crossbow. When Otto speaks, it sounds almost metallic, like he's speaking through a broken vocoder. And as it stands in its outstretched you palm, the other guy. <laughs> as it stands in its outstretched palm is a small metal ring and a clasp with a clasp and a metal totem that looks like a small fat Terry. And now I'm going to give you this, Otto. Oh my ah! God! So, but to be clear, this means that the real Terry is not going to come with us into the elemental plane. Let me explain. So, what I just handed Otto is a piece of paper that says companion totem. It is a small metal totem in the image of a beast companion, and at the neck of the totem is a latch and hinge. When opened, the totem will shrink and store the creature wearing the corresponding metal collar inside its tiny depths. It is a pocket dimension that will keep the creature inside safe from the harm of the world that the totem is in. 
but there's not much to do in there besides nap. So I'm sorry. If you choose to take Terry, he's going in the totem. You're not going to get much use out of him. Tiny Terry. Okay, so totem Terry can't do any of the Terry stuff that Terry does. Terry inside the totem is essentially somewhere else. Tiny totem Terry. Well, so I'd the still totem rather is just, have him with me than leave yeah, him. Yeah, the sis. totem is just like a small statuette. So um, an auto inside. So the back of your mech is open to hatches. It basically like opens like a book on the back so you can step into it and just be there. Um, like Iron Man. Yep. Power in, armor. Inside there is a pocket that is mechanically the same as a bag of holding. Anything you decide to put in it, or, like weapons and things that could burn up in the elemental plane of fire, oh. will stay safe in there. Yeah, I guess I should just throw my whole bag of holding in there. So next, the melody mech. Oh my god. Wait, Jamie, can I ask a question real quick? <laughs> yes. This is fine, but I can't, I guess while we're in there, I can't use my breath weapon. Yeah. Okay. It wouldn't do any good against most of the creatures that are there. Fair enough. Anyway. All right. Um, so eerily similar in appearance to Melody, but made from metal and black obsidian. It has a sleek, rounded face made from opaque obsidian that can be seen out of, but not into. Uh, hold on. Just making sure we're still recording. <laughs> now I'm all nervous. Um <laughs> On the chest plate above her heart is a sort of handle shape. When pulled, a flattened rod will extend outward and metal wires will pull taut between the handle and the chest plate. When fully extended, the rod clicks into place and Melody can play this me- this mechanical lute freely with both hands. When, strums, when strummed, it sounds like an electric guitar played through an amp with a broken overdrive. When Melody speaks, it sounds like auto-tune and similar to auto, she can use her left arm as a crossbow. She made me Lacey Sturm. I'm officially the lead singer of Flyleaf. You're welcome. That's... Oh. I'm picturing this. That's the Taylor Swift font for 1989. The Brad Paisley thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I've seen it. Um, Now, Fenian. Eerily similar in appearance to Fenian, but metal and black obsidian. It also has a sleek obsidian face, as well as black obsidian horns. Much like autos, it can extend small daggers from the wrists. It has an incredibly thin chain-link cape cascading from its shoulders that mimics a heavy fabric and changes colors as it shifts, almost like an oil spill or iridescent foil. When Fenian speaks, he has almost he almost has a vinyl distortion like an old record. I not much to give you in way of love that. yeah, not much to give you in way of weapons. I'm sorry, um, just because you use magic primarily. Well, that's so I can use magic anyway. Yes. Yep. No hindrance to that. Okay, cool. And now Portia, eerily similar in appearance to Portia, but made from metal and black obsidian. It has a boxy-shaped head with only black obsidian on the upper half of the face. A system of grates and interlocked metal make the lower half of the face look almost like a strange grimace. The fists are weighted lead, which Portia will have no problem handling with ease, but that make any unarmed melee damage mechanically the same as using a war hammer. Holy crap! On her right hand, she can flip a switch on the back of her wrist, and two thin collapsible blades will fan out on either side of her flattened hand, making it essentially a... I'm sorry, that's supposed to say a, a battle axe. Oh, cool. Extension on her arm. You do have to use both hands for that. You can't... You can't swing just one of those both of your hands are involved in creating a battle axe and similar to Otto, you can use your left arm as a crossbow when she speaks her voice is slightly deeper than average as if she were detuned only by two steps down and not a full octave or anything menacing it's just a bit silly (laughs) (laughs) and all 
All of these add plus two to your AC. You will have resistance to slashing, piercing, and fire damage. That's not immunity. It's resistance. That's half. Um, Vulnerability to lightning and cold damage. So you'll take double those two types of damage. And immunity to poison damage. And that is it. So can I not use cantrips? No, you can use magic. Okay. You can both use ma- You can all use magic from inside them. Okay. All right. Um, this is sick. Yes, I'm very excited. Is there a point in damage where they, like, break? So I made them... I gave you resistance to slashing and piercing damage and fire damage. Yeah. In battle only, not... it's They're made to resist, like, the temperatures and make you make it easier for you to traverse the plane. Um, but if you take enough damage, they're gonna break, and you're gonna start taking fire damage from Fuck. the plane itself, not just from battle. I'm a tiefling. They don't come from the fire plane. Where do they come from? The underdark. Is it? Mm-hmm. Um, I already have fire resistance. Can you stack fire resistance, or is it just? Nah, I'd say it's the same. Okay, I was gonna say because I also have poison resistance already. Me too. You're immune. Yeah. Which means you don't take any damage. Can I be double immune? There's you actually reflect the damage back? Yeah, no, I don't think that's a thing. The damage is positive. <laughs> you take health from your poison attacks. I love that idea. So Sisbiv says, uh, Morgana said you may need something of this sort. So I made it. Oh my god. <laughs> Thanks, King. I pretend like I've liked him all along. I'm like, good looks. Thanks, bro. Uh, he, you like go in for like a fist bump, and he coolly ignores you. I held my hand up for a high I five. Hate him so fucking. He high fives it, and it's pretty slimy. Ooh. Oh, it's wet. You can feel it through the suit. She's not wearing the suit yet. Not wearing not in the suit. I d- I do want to be in the suit as soon as possible. Yeah, though. I kind of want to jump right up in that suit. Um, Morgana calls you again, and uh, she says, "Hold on." That's the King Possible. Oh, nice! It's the King Possible. She says, um, <laughs> "You've you've got you've got the suits, yes? Yes, yeah. What yeah. Cool pretty cool, huh? That's cool. They're pretty That's hot. Shit. Didn't make a whole thing for Terry, but it's fine. Well, you know, it's really hard to make like mechanical wings that work with wings well, inside. It's really of... hard to keep saving yes. the world for you, but I'm doing it. So you I know, just thought you I'm could do your job too, but it's DM, fine. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to her in character. Get it together. Um, she says, "I listen. You know, I know this is outlandish and sounds wildly dangerous, and it may seem to you I am untrustworthy, but I'm telling you, there is something we need down there, and if anyone in this rapidly collapsing world can retrieve it, it is you four. We're gonna for once. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Uh, you don't have to apologize because we're super excited." Yeah, I I think we're actually all 100% on the same page this yeah, time. Yeah, I just want to like, wear the fucking suit, Like, too. usually we're, like, pretending to be reluctant so that you'll pay us more, but you never do, so I'm just going to come out with it and be like, this is pretty hype. Well, there's only so much you can do on a budget that doesn't really pay, but anyway, um, it does sound like you guys are excited. What do we That's... pay taxes for in this fantasy world, even? If you Morgana... literally do not. <laughs> you actually seriously don't. Yeah. No, I've noticed. It's nice. Okay. That's why, why the healthcare is so bad. Oh, no. Otto would be a libertarian, wouldn't he? I hate him. <laughs> um, oh, Morgana. Yes. What are we looking for in the fire plane? Mm, let me answer that. Thank you. Uh, you will be looking for an amulet 
that we believe was stolen from the temple long, long ago, before any of us were even there, that is seemingly alive with flame. Now, listen, most things down there are alive with flame. Mm. So that's going to be a hard one to keep in mind. So is it... Is it any amulet we can bring back then? No, Should we I just start grabbing every amulet? Should we rob the back? whole place? I do think you'll recognize it. Oh, okay. In comparison to the other things you've collected so far, I think it's maybe going to be a little recognizable. We think I, you know, listen, I have no doubt that amulet will be as special down there as it is up here. So hopefully mm. there'll be some ease in locating it. Um, retrieving it, however, well, uh, you know, that's why I'm sending you for. Maybe it'll have the Drippy Hole logo on it. Drippy Hole! Drippy Hole, um, drip, Drippy Hole. Fabian's a scholar. Sure. What is the fire plane like? <laughs> it's... <laughs> that was good bridging, right? <laughs> that made sense. Remember in, like, season four of South Park when they went to hell and Saddam Hussein had a love story with Satan? It's like that. Oh, okay, cool. It's not. Um, the amount of the amenamentum. Insurmountable for some reason. The insurmountable. Like, oh boy, plane. that bodes well for us. No, the elemental plane of fire is not kind to organic Fleshies. beings of the material plane. There are some creatures that can immigrate between the planes, like Janassi and um, in three Ginny or Johnny, whatever they were called. Um. But there are creatures and beings that do live there, like, of course, elementals. Elementals are pretty much like the main thing that live there. They're made of flame. Some of them don like a bipedal figure. Um, some of them can like <clears throat> encapture magma to make it part of their body that kind of like gives them a physical form almost. Um, they come in all different shapes and sizes. There is a dwarf race that lives there that have like bronzy skin and hair of flame. Um, there are creatures that live there. There are cities and civilizations, but nothing that is too kind to organic beings, unfortunately. And you know this. This is daunting to you. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's get these badass suits on and go. So Sisbeth kind of walks you through how they work. He shows you all of the like little mechanical uh, tinges and things. And um, <clears throat> as you step inside... You don't notice a change in the air pressure or the uh, the temperature now. Um, but as he closes the latches behind you, you can feel your breathing being filtered through the obsidian. I take my time coaxing Terry into it and assuring him that he's a good boy. And you have to put the collar on him. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to die. I'm a little put off, says Beth. Watch me dress. He didn't. <laughs> you had all your clothes on when you stepped into the But mat. still. All right. Okay, I get it. No, I get it. I do get it. <laughs> so, do you have any questions for Sisbiv? You got any advice, fam? Hey, Sisbiv, have you ever been to the elemental plane of fire? Yes, I took many vacations there. Ah, of course you did. You fucking would. Downright balmy. <laughs> oh... Don't want to talk to you. That. Don't um. Don't die. <laughs> Thank you. How did you survive? Why well, I'm a creature of many if, mm, talents. I don't like how you suddenly say words fast. <laughs> Can't help it. Uh, Do you want to come? 
no can't, unfortunately. So punch Melody when she says. I don't. I don't have any. I want to learn as we go, as I do best with everything, and then I go like this, do this douchey thing that dudes do. Can you explain Sisbeth. the douchey thing you're doing? Oh, I do the two finger fake salute. Hey, I do that. I was gonna say, you think that's douchey? Yeah. Oh. Hey, I do that. <laughs> think about it. You I know, do that. I do that. I'm not a douche. <laughs> We can all be a little bit of a it's all event. It's all relative. And then I dive headfirst into the thing. Do you? In no. my suit. Okay. Does anybody follow? Or is he just on his own? Fenian steps back and like, all right, Sisbiv, we'll see you later. Does a little bow and just like hops straight back and pencil dives in feet first. That Porsche, makes more sense. Portia puts on the, the uniform, does the douchey. Salute, and then jumps in. Oh, what's up, girl? Melody's like, we are supposed to jump in there, right? Uh, Morgana over your rocky talkie says, well, I, yeah, I thought there might be a little more discussion. Your friends seem a little too eager this time, I think. I want to see the fire world. <laughs> I plug my nose and jump in. Aww. <laughs> um, as you're going, Morgana says, good luck, everybody. And then as you dive in, it's cut off. Um, so you dive straight in. Um, Here we are. So as you sink through the magma, you can see it burning hotter and hotter around you. And as it burns hotter, it burns brighter and brighter until you're essentially blinded. Um, And before you know it, you have landed on hard ground and you open your eyes and the world is pretty fucking bright around you. Um, It's very hazy. It's very hard to see anything through the thick, hot, hot, hazy air um, and you are standing on volcanic rock at the <clears throat> foot of a very tall mountain behind you and uh, maybe a hundred feet off from a gigantic black volcanic rock and fiery brass bridge. Is it the Bridge of Elden? No. Oh, oh shit. You know what Elden. we didn't ask was, how do we get back? <laughs> oh, shit. Well, here we go. Guys really do do a lot of diving in head first, don't you? Listen, she complains when we don't, and I whine. She complains when we do, and I don't whine. Whatever. Ooh, how do we? Ooh, ooh. You know what? We'll figure it out when we get there. I have a feeling Sisbiv will just know. Or he's still here. He's just around. Or he's just everywhere. I feel like I feel his eyes on me, and they feel wet. Yeah, you should feel his hand, dude. God, it's bright as hell. Go, go, gadget sunglasses. Your black obsidian mask is pretty much as good as it's gonna get. Nice, it works. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. Well, I I see one clear path forward. Let's bridge, bridge, baby. Let's go, bridge I'm it. I'm on my way. <laughs> uh, yeah. As you traverse forward, this bridge seems almost to become longer as you mm-hmm. walk across it. It oh, is man. it is gigantic. It's so long. And the brass edging along the sides is literally ablaze. Um, and at the very, very, very far end of the bridge, you can see tall black and metal gates <laughs> um, along the perimeter of a, a black magma rock uh island in the center of this sea of lava um and below you along the bridge are metal tracks 
that are uh, lining either side of the bridge. You keep walking. I'm worried. Okay. But I keep going. Okay. <laughs> you. It takes you a while, but you do eventually reach the end of the bridge and... There is a there are black stone walls that are about 50 feet high and you can see from them cooler air starts to or is visibly trickling down from the watch windows and the guard posts. Um, and at the at the end of the bridge is uh, an enormous black rock and brass door inlaid with metal decorations. And there are these same metal tracks that you noticed on the bridge that carry under the city doors um, maybe we should go that route. We just follow the tracks. Yeah, you continue Andrew. Let's knock on the door. Okay, you approach the door, and two guards are standing watch. Two elemental guards. One is kind of made up of some sort of like floating, uh, kind of molten rock, and the other is fully metal in a bipedal form, or full. I'm sorry, fully fire in a bipedal form. I say, Flamio, Hutman. Does he get the reference? Does he like it? Oh, all right. Um, they both. Did you guys get the reference? Uh, Did you like it? It's good. I, I recognize that. I don't know what it is, though. Oh, it's, it's from Avatar. Avatar The Last Airbender. Ah, oh, thank you. When they're in the fire. T- okay. That's how you talk. That's how you talk. <laughs> Flamio, Hutman. <laughs> you can say that. Uh, they approach, and um, they kind of outstretch these these hot metal spears that they're both carrying and stamp them on the ground in front of themselves, uh, not allowing you to pass through the door. And one of them begins to speak, but it sounds like this sort of like collection of hisses and clicks and like um, sharp, hot noises. And it takes a moment before your suit kicks in and translates it into common for you. Neat. And one of them says... Take your purpose. We came to take back something you guys took from us. That's not what I say. Okay. I don't- <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. She nope. got so scared. Where? Where is your handler? Handler? That's, that would be me. I'm handling these fools. Yep. Don't you sweat it. I got them. No more lying. Where is your handler? We can't just have four lost Mechians wandering through... Where's your handler? He died. So who are you? Who are you being handed down to? Who is the next of kin that owns the four of you? We do, uh, he lives at fourteen fourteen Fire Road. Fire Road. <laughs> <laughs> it's right next to the the hot rock store. Uh, we don't have time to get the super organic introduction to your very complicated societal hierarchy we're from another plane of existence and we're just here to grab our shit and get home the one you're speaking to turns to the other one and they sort of whisper in these hisses and clicks and they look back at you and they say all right then and one of them calls up to the guard tower and says we got four strays Yes, I win. Get Funst down here from the scrapyard. Oh, shit. All right. I definitely win. No, no. I told you. 1414 Fire Road. And two more guards run out, and now all four of them are grabbing each of you um, by the wrists and 
uh, holding you there until the gate opens and a short, stout, brassy dwarf with fire for hair comes bustling through. And cool. He says, this better not take long. I was just getting to the good part of my books. And uh, the guard says, listen, Funkst, we got four strays here just trying to wander in off the streets. We can't have them wandering around, all right? You can scrap them for parts, whatever you want to do. City's dime. Just take them off our hands. I say, do you have paper books here? No. (laughs) (laughs) Of course not. That would be insane. God damn. I was just kidding. (laughs) We read off slabs of metal like any other civilized people. It's aluminum foil. (laughs) So loud every time. (laughs) Oh, fuck, I crumpled it. Alright, so um, I use a spe- uh, second level spell slot, and I look at the head guy in charge, and I say, hey, our handler's actually not too far behind us. You just let us go ahead while he catches his breath. Can we just go go ahead, please? Do, do you have what to roll you just for cast? What is that? I don't know. <laughs> suggestion. Oh, the you're casting suge- Do you have to roll for it? Uh, it doesn't say. Let me look it up. She just does it. A magical creature you can see. Within range, they can hear and understand you. Creatures that can't be ch- charged are immune. Oh, must save on a wisdom saving throw. Oh, okay. Uh, surprise, we need stats for this character. I, yeah, I don't have one. Hold on. Give me stats. Wisdom save? Yeah. You got it. That would be a three. She does it! Okay. Um, Negative three charisma did something! I'm so (laughs) proud of you, Allie. This is a big step. This is really like a moment for you. Let's all take a moment to just sort of bask in it. Yes, Wow, I'm so glad. So, I'm sorry, can you repeat what you said again or say something similar? Uh, yep. Uh... I just can't remember. I'm sorry. Something about our handlers. So, right um, us. hi, we're not strays. Our handler is actually just like a couple miles behind us. He just lost his breath. He was catching his breath. Choked on the fumes of this wretched dog <laughs> I had to fart. do it. He was just catching his breath. Um, he'll be up shortly. Uh, can I do a persuasion? He said check? that we can still. He can carry. Well, it 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 worked. I'm just trying to think of the words to say. Um, he's kind of like looks at you and is like. Okay, uh, so he sent you ahead to like get a room ready for him or something. I don't. Yep, that's it. All right. Uh, and he like looks at the other three guards and he's like, oh, "False alarm, I guess. These aren't strays. Sorry, Funkst. And the the dwarf with the the actually they're called Azer, just so you know. The uh, Azer with the fiery hair says, "God damn it." And just, sort of like, <laughs> just sort of like waddles off back into the back I through the doors. I follow him. I love him. Uh, when you say a dwarf with fire for hair, like does he have like skin like we would? He has brassy, metallic-ish looking skin okay. and fire for hair. 
and the guards let you go and they say, uh, well, I hope your handler catches up to you soon because we find you wandering on your own. Listen, you're scrap next time, all right? He's coming. All right. And they kind of like leave you alone and leave the doors open for you to walk through. Is there any way we can cast an illusion of a handler? I have minor illusion. Oh, I, have... I don't think it. I don't think it moves. Uh, actually, it might. Yeah, I, I have that. silent image, but I think that only works on a target. So, you guys walk through these elaborate gargantuan doors. Inside the city, the air is cooler, though still borderline sweltering, and the haze is all but gone. So you can see a bit clearer now inside this this large city. It is octagonal almost. Like you can see the walls go out straight and turn and continue straight and turn and continue straight around you. Metal figures like yourselves roam the streets. The buildings are tall, sleek, and artistically modern. Everything is detailed with metal, and there's black glass everywhere you look. There doesn't seem to be any sign of beings in the city that you recognize the race of, except what seems to be those brassy-skinned dwarves with the fiery hair and facial hair and beards wandering here and there. Um, This city is busy, bustling, in fact, and there are mechanical, horseless carts carrying beings and items through the city streets on these tracks that you noticed before. There are humanoid fire beings everywhere you look, some comprised partially of fluid magma, some partially made up of red-hot volcanic rock, uh, most with some type of component binding their flaming body into a bipedal upright form. And among the impossibly high, sharp skyline, there is a building that sticks out far more than the rest. An enormous ten-sided pyramid made entirely out of sleek black obsidian stands above the rest of the skyline like it's looking out over the whole city, watching everyone's every move. And upon entrance into the city, uh, there is an open-air market to your right. Well-organized blocks of residences and businesses everywhere you look, and directly ahead, uh, many blocks ahead, a large round city center where a flowing lava fountain dances around an obsidian sculpture of a fire elemental holding a wrench aloft triumphantly, and there are jets of fire flowing out of the sculpture's eyes and engulfing the wrench in its hand. Hey, it's your DM, Jamie. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Attempted Adventure. I hope you are as excited as I am to be getting into this new arc. This is uh, just one of my most favorite things we've done so far. I had this idea one day at work and it hit me like a pile of bricks. So I'm so glad that I was able to make it playable and I really, really hope that you guys enjoy it. Uh, It's only going to get wilder from here. So buckle in. As usual, thank you so much for continuing to listen to our show. Uh, If you haven't already, I highly suggest following us on Twitter and Instagram to keep up with uh, new episodes coming out and any news that may come out about the show. We are at a adventure cast. If you're going to post about the show anywhere on social media, make sure you use the hashtag attempted adventure cast and tag us in the post so that we can see it. Uh, If you haven't already, please subscribe to us wherever it is to get your favorite podcasts. I know we're on a lot of platforms now. And if you could go to Apple podcasts and leave us a rating and review just to show that you love the show, that would be awesome. I'm having such a great time writing and producing this show. I hope you guys are still enjoying it. Uh, And if you are, why don't you share it with a friend? That's how all the good things go around. So I hope that you guys are all home and safe and continue to be so. And I will catch you guys in the next one.
Bye.